0: Welcome to Physicians Helping Attorneys Helping People. When people are injured due to negligence or while on the job, they need all the help they can get. Doctors Armin Feldman and Mike Bummer help ensure they get it. Join them as they discuss the newest medical subspecialty of medical legal consulting. Learn how attorneys can gain a competitive advantage in PI, workers' comp, and medical malpractice cases. Armin and Mike can help you better understand the medical issues in your cases, leading to larger settlement amounts and the best possible medical care for clients. They can help save you time and increase case value, all without breaking the bank. Let's get started.
1: Welcome to the episode. I'm Dr. Armin Feldman, and as always, I'm here with my friend, colleague, and partner in Physicians Legal Consultants, Dr. Mike Bummer.
2: Hi everyone, and hello to everyone listening on the audio version of our podcast via the Apple Podcast app or the Google Play Store, the two most common places that people listen, and also on YouTube. And you can find us on YouTube by just going into YouTube and searching for Physicians Helping Attorneys and our channel pops right up. And don't forget to subscribe. You can hit the bell to get notified of new episodes and if you're listening on the audio portion of our podcast, go ahead and follow us and you'll get alerted when new episodes come out. Great. So, Armin, I didn't even tell you, but over the last uh, 24 hours, I was able to reach out to one of uh, one of the members of your coaching program. Oh, okay. for, for those listeners who don't know, Armin does teach other physicians how to conduct this type of medical legal consulting, and we've kind of network with each other and often help each other. It's a nice community. And I had an attorney who needed specifically an orthopedic expert. And I know this individual that you've helped coach for this legal work. Mm-hmm. And I reached out and it was a great fit. And the attorney was thrilled. Uh, the coaching member was happy to get uh, this this case that involved some rib injuries for from a car crash. And it was just a a win-win all around, and I wanted to share that with you.
1: That's great. I'm I'm glad you mentioned it. That's really exciting.
2: Yeah. What about you? What's new?
1: Well, that's an interesting question. I'm happy to say there probably isn't too much new, and uh, sometimes that's a good thing, right, where life just goes along as you hope it would. Um, But I'll tell you a funny story. This morning, um, I was getting ready for the day, and I like to play music, and you know I love music. And so today I was playing Boy Genius, right? That's a a three-woman group, and uh, they're really uh, come onto the scene. And in fact, uh, recently they won a Grammy. Uh, I think it was for new artists. So anyway, I'm listening to the music and um, Holly walks into the room. And so I thought I'd decide to pat myself on the back. And I mentioned, oh, this is Boy Genius. And but I was listening to them six months ago, way before the Grammy Awards. So uh, I was pleased; I was ahead of the curve.
2: <laughs> That's awesome! Social validation that you uh, that you have good taste in music.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hope
2: <laughs> so. Today's episode is going to be a good one. We have two cases we're going to discuss, and that that also reminds me: if as you're listening, you have any questions or you have a case that you would like us to chime in on or see if we can help go ahead and email us as the easiest way at comments at physicians, You can also find us on LinkedIn and send us a connection request and send us a message via LinkedIn. Cause we're, we're also putting out LinkedIn newsletters with additional information and you don't want to miss the content. We, we have a lot of different, easy to digest ways of getting that content to you. Great, um, but Today's cases uh, we'll kind of do a quick intro my case is going to involve a really interesting path toward finding the right expert after having to talk to over half a dozen experts for a very unique case And what about you Armin what what are you going to talk about?
1: Well maybe we should uh, name this episode unique cases because you have a rare case situation and we didn't discuss this but I have a rare case situation. And uh, my case involves my uh, observing uh, psychiatric, IME, and then writing an IME rebuttal report.
2: Excellent. Excellent. So jumping in, I'll go first. Good. Uh, This case involved a woman who was tragically kind of mowed down by a bicycle while she was walking on a busy sidewalk. And this biker had no right being on the sidewalk, first of all, so clearly liable. And plowed her down, Mm -hmm. Uh, the woman's in her 50s, and caused all sorts of facial trauma, lacerations. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's taken to the hospital and determined to have no significant musculoskeletal injuries. But she was missing teeth from the accident, needed to follow up with a dentist, and also had facial lacerations that were repaired and sutured. And pretty traumatized for this woman in her late
1: 50s. Yeah, sounds like a horrible accident.
2: She went home and was recovering, kind of just getting through it. And the next day, she started to feel abdominal pain. And significant abdominal pain, not just run-of-the-mill pain. So she went back to the ER. And they ended up running a whole slew of tests and determined that she had blood clots near her spleen Mm -hmm. and in her abdomen. So they admitted her, and she was in the hospital for the better part of about three weeks. And they ended up diagnosing her after a slew of consultations with with various specialties with polyarteritis nodosa vasculitis. That's abbreviated pan vasculitis. Now, I should mention, Armin, she had a history that was well-treated for the past 15 years of Crohn's disease.
1: Right. Auto- an autoimmune disease uh, of the guts uh, of the intestines, right? Exactly yeah And so uh, what's the layman's d- uh, description of what you just mentioned as a diagnosis?
2: would be a systemic inflammation, so widespread inflammation that affects any part of the body. It could be the skin, kidneys, liver, uh, bowels, a and really blood vessels her issue was this inflammation was attacking her blood vessels not good not good at all so the attorney reached out to us and he said hey uh this is just failing my common sense test of this has to be related to this and this woman has all of these medical bills and her, the rest of her life may be different. She may be on treatment for this inflammation for years and years to come. Right. And this has to be related to this bicycle trauma, right?
1: Sure. And yeah. Temporally, it sure is, right?
2: It really felt like it. I yeah. couldn't disagree with him. Right. And, but I didn't know what the literature would say. And certainly we have to we have to support our opinions um, with, with evidence-based research. Right. So I went to the literature. Lo and behold, this has happened many times before in our line of work. I find three or four papers written within the last decade that cite physical, emotional, and psychiatric stressors that can lead and or aggravate or precipitate autoimmune conditions. Okay. Not only that autoimmune vasculitis. So,
1: I so call specifically you it. to this problem.
2: Kind of specifically, but the literature is tricky Armin because this is a very rare condition. Yeah. I, I mean, very, very rare. And so finding specific research it, it right. is almost impossible because right. there are, there are, you probably could count the number of diagnoses of this condition, on one or two hands, you know, in, wow. a, in a in a year within major major health systems, if that. So, the the next step that he needed, he really was looking for a causation expert, someone mm-hmm. to say that this this long hospitalization and all these medical problems are in some way, in some apportionment related to this traumatic, emotional, physical trauma that this woman experienced
1: yeah
2: and finding experts is something that we do quite frequently vetting coordinating experts discussing complicated medical facts with them making sure that our attorneys get the right experts it's it's actually quite enjoyable and i started to call rheumatologists to 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 answer this and see if they could be on board with this thought because it's kind of far fetched in a way initially, mm-hmm. because typically, two vasculitis develop over some time, and they're they're not usually considered to be acute conditions. Right. So I'll kind of cut to the chase and let you know. I, I called about six different rheumatologists, and the mm-hmm. reason I called more than one or two, don't take doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that. I wasn't really getting the feedback that was going to be helpful. It was more of a, it wasn't, it wasn't positive nor negative. It was like,
1: I don't know. Huh?
2: I, do, I don't know. And I don't think there's going to be literature to support that. Right. And then I would offer, well, how about, you know, I found this literature. Would you want to, and, and the experts were kind of lukewarm on that. Mm-hmm. Just being very honest, being very blunt with you and our listeners. So I I wasn't, willing to give up though because it knowing what i knew about this case Mm -hmm. and the attorney involved is an excellent attorney Mm -hmm. and this woman needed needed the help so i i kind of kept going (laughs) and like like anything in life it's
1: all you mike
2: (laughs) persistence pays off sometimes and i found an expert who when i presented the matter he said send me the research and let me, let me sleep on it. Let me give it a think. (laughs) (laughs) And we, we talked the next day and after reviewing what I had sent him and, and thinking through it, he said, I'm fully and ethically able to, to agree that this must be related to this woman's development in some way, shape or form to her vasculitis, to her systemic inflammation and that this event led to a cascade of events that caused this condition.
1: And that was your opinion too, right, Mike?
2: It really was, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, we'll help attorneys answer whatever questions they need. And we're we're happy to
1: tell them when we don't think there's a a case or you can't prove up that particular medical theory. So you felt this was, uh, it was your opinion, your medical opinion, that this woman did get this secondary to this trauma.
2: A hundred percent. Yeah. And I, I needed validation by an expert who could go on record within that subspecialty who, you know, is board certified in rheumatology and has treated vasculitis before because my mm-hmm. opinion, albeit helpful to the attorney to know that, that he's not crazy mm-hmm. um, doesn't get him over the threshold legally right. to move the case forward. And you know, it's wild arm. And I think we can share that after this, occurred and the, the report was written, our attorney got back to us and sent a one of our favorite emails that we get all the time. And he said, thanks for your work. The case settled for policy limits.
1: Yeah, that's just great. Really helped that person, right? I mean, here was a woman really suffering. Uh, There was some question whether uh, she was going to be supported uh, by her insurance company and had big bills. uh, And uh, the expert also uh, agreed that this was trauma-related and uh, helped uh, the case, helped the attorney, and certainly helped this injured person.
2: I love it. That's why I got so fired up about that case. It's... uh... It was really, it's unusual to require uh, that level, but it was worth it for everyone. Great. Let's jump over to your unique case for okay. the Okay.
1: So one of my attorney clients who uh, we work together frequently, uh, she wanted me to observe a psychiatric IME. And you know, we observe IMEs, whatever the specialty, right? But this one happened to be a psychiatric one. And so the story was that this is a 39 year old man who worked uh, uh, delivering for a shipping company, right? And it started off as a pretty typical case. So he had this really bulky, really heavy package. It was a, a long box that was probably seven feet long and only a foot wide. And he's pulling this out of the truck and he gets a sharp back pain. Long story short, MRI, uh, he's got three lumbar ruptured discs. And so uh, that set off the case. Now, uh, the hooker in the case, in my medical opinion, the hooker in the case, is a, about a year after this injury, and he was still in uh, in treatment and uh, there were opposing um, the opposing counsel, of course, and uh, opposing doctors were, uh, claiming uh, a number of things. Uh, uh, maybe even though he had ruptured disc, that uh, he, he was uh, exaggerating, maybe he was malingering, he, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't a good historian, et cetera, et cetera. Well, uh, about a year after this event, uh, he had a, a weird, uh, strange symptom, neurologic, and maybe respiratory event. And he was diagnosed with another extremely rare condition called pan-hypopituitarism. And what this means in English is the pituitary gland sits at the base of the brain. And it is primarily responsible for the production of a number of essential hormones, thyroid hormone, cortisone, growth growth hormone, uh, and, uh, and others. And so it took a while to make this diagnosis. But the, the other interesting thing is I, I actually went to three IM, different IMEs for this uh, particular individual. And at every one, his father was also there. And his, his father let me know that after this uh, event, uh, well, it, it came on slowly, but he had cognition problems, He had emotional problems. and in fact, his father told him that uh, told me that um, his whole personality had changed. And so um, the um, medical way to look at this is that he probably had the condition onset, maybe even before the ruptured discs but it took a long time to make the diagnosis. So he probably went at least a year without sufficient hormones, without thyroid hormone, without uh, cortisone, without uh, growth hormone. And so what happened is it's quite likely that the, uh, certainly my opinion, that the uh, cognitive problems, the personality change, uh, and so forth, was related to this loss of uh, normal hormone levels. So he got on um, hormone replacement, thyroid hormone replacement, uh, st- uh, cortisone replacement, growth mm-hmm. factor, growth uh, hormone replacement. And what he told me is that he took all these medicines at so one was like every two weeks, oh, he also testosterone uh, testosterone was one every two, uh, uh, injection every two weeks. One of the medications was three times a day. Uh, the thyroid hormone replacement was in the morning and his, um, mood, uh, the way he felt about himself, the way he experienced the world varied somewhat depending on how close he was to the next dose. Mm -hmm. So that's the background. So we go into the psychiatric IME. And it becomes, uh, and I'll tell you what the issues were in a moment, but it becomes obvious to me that this man had uh, complete concrete thinking. Right. So he had lost the ability to abstract. His father told me that he was a B plus student in high school. Well, you can't be a B plus student in high school if you can't think abstractly. Right. So what I'm talking about is if you say to somebody, well, you know, a rolling stone gathers no moss. Right. Uh, Somebody would might think well, if you're really busy and active, uh, n- you will be able to achieve your uh, goals or something like that. If you ask this man what that means, he, he would say, well, as the stone rolls down, it's moving too fast to pick up any moss. That's concrete thinking.
2: And this- Armin, Before you continue, I, I just want to make sure, because this is so unique and interesting. Are you relating, orient me real quick, are, are you relating... These cognitive psychiatric changes, also to the injury that was sustained with no. The movement. No, okay, I didn't think so. I, I, but I didn't see how they were or were not related. But I'll I guess you are getting to it. Yeah, <laughs> okay. this is I'll, this is great.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you how it's related. So uh, the um, one of the things in the IME report uh, was that uh, the psychiatrist said. Uh, that he was um, malingering or trying to manipulate the situation or driven by secondary gain or something like that. Um, because one of the issues was he said that the uh, client said he didn't have any back pain until this, or he didn't have um, any injury to his back until he ruptured his disc. But in the medical record, it shows that he'd been treated by chiropractors for uh, his back over the years. So th- the story behind that is the company actually held um, educational sessions for their delivery drivers to make to try to help them so they wouldn't get injured, right? And they brought in various chiropractors. So in this guy's mind, um, he was going to see the chiropractors for back pain that happened because he lifts a lot of boxes, but he didn't have an injury. He just had back pain, right? That was his thinking about it. And so once he had these ruptured discs, then in his mind, he had a back injury. So uh, the psychiatrist said, well, he's obviously lying because he said he didn't have a back injury until uh, the ruptured disc, but he clearly had back problems before. And the, the, the client tried to explain to the psychiatrist well and he told this whole story about the chiropractors and going to the chiropractors and the psychiatrist couldn't see the connection that because of his cognition problems and and specifically his concrete thinking problems back pain in his mind was completely different than having a back injury but one was for maintenance and one is because he had an injury. So he didn't have the back injury until the ruptured discs. So that's one of the things that I rebutted in the report. Um, The, um, the next thing is that it was evident that the, uh, when the psychiatrist would ask this man questions, he stumbled on a lot of the answers and at least it was clear to me in observing this, that he wasn't processing the information. He wasn't, stu- he wasn't dissembling, right? Um, as the psychiatrist put in his report, he, he made this example of, I'd ask him, a, he didn't quite say it in these words, but I'd ask him a question and uh, he would be evasive or he wouldn't answer it. Or uh, it sure seemed to me that he was uh, lying, right? And it seemed pretty clear to me uh, that he couldn't process this information. He was stumbling over his answers. Sometimes he couldn't even answer. He just stopped, right? Stopped talking uh, because of the uh, problems that he had uh, due to the lack of all the hormones before there was, and even with the hormone replacement, it was too late, right? It was too late to reverse these cognitive problems, Um so, uh, that was uh, another, uh, part, uh, of my, uh, rebuttal. And so the last piece is that he did have neuropsychological testing and it wasn't even completed. He couldn't complete it. And so the psychiatrist's, uh, uh, opinion of that was that again, he was trying to manipulate his injury. That's what was in the report. And again, it, it, it was my opinion, uh, that because of these problems he had due to having no hormones for a lo- for a over a year and cognitive deficits and personality change and all, that that's why he couldn't complete the neuropsych testing. It wasn't because he was trying to uh, ele- uh, enhance his uh, settlement amount or try to get money out of it or whatever, you know, that it was clearly due to something else.
2: That's so- fascinating that just to summarize, because this is this is new hearing this to me, and that you were able to explain essentially the reason why this attorney's client was accused, in your opinion, falsely of malingering or being untruthful or avoiding certain information because of a very rare underlying condition right. that, in fact... Really well explains that behavior, and in fact, then, in in a way, removes the the ability for the psychiatrist as a, your rebuttal to improperly accuse the client of being mal- uh, of being untruthful or or nice. not helpful. And then thus helping your attorney ultimately prove and support that the injuries and information that the client went through are in fact truthful because of this, that, that that's wild. Yeah. Great job.
1: Well, thanks. And just like in your case uh, at this particular case, I did get feedback and based on uh, my report and based on uh, the cli- uh, the client's attorney doing such a great job, um, he was awarded a future medical care uh, per, you know, per his um, workers' compensation
2: insurance. Bravo. Yeah. Really well done. That's mm-hmm. interesting. See, I, Armin, you've said it and I say it. There, We have yet to meet a case where we haven't added value for what our affordable services are, yeah. uh, are bringing to the table.
1: Yeah. We almost always will add value to the case.
2: Again, if anyone does have a case that they want to run by us or just reach out and ask some questions, you again, email us at comments at physicianshelpingattorneys.com. Connect with us on LinkedIn. Uh, we're there. Dr. Armin Feldman, Dr. Mike Bummer. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on your podcast station. And we're always up for a good chat and a good case, a a good, stimulating, unique case.
1: And I would uh, finish up by saying, Mike, if you're an attorney uh, and you have a case, please get a hold of us by emailing us at comments at com, And we look forward to having you on the next episode.
0: Thanks for listening to Physicians Helping Attorneys Helping People. For more information about the show and to listen to all the podcast episodes, go to physicianshelpingattorneys.com. You can also email Armin and Mike at comments at physicianshelpingattorneys.com.